we have this evening. We have a interesting topic of discussion and I'm looking forward to getting into it with each and every one that we have here on our panel tonight. Uh, before we start with introductions, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we pause to thank you for your goodness to us and thank you for the privilege we have to meet online from different parts of the country and discuss issues of importance to young people and to the church today. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless us. May your Holy Spirit be with us. Give us wisdom as, um, as we share experiences with those who are listening. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. Our topic this evening, to those who haven't seen or don't know, is uh, an important topic, I believe, believe to not just young people, but to all people. But the topic is how to take initiative in church, how to take initiative in church. So could we go through some introductions? We'll start with those who are geographically furthest from Nottingham. Oh, no way. Chish, I think that's... Yeah, that's me, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me. I was thinking I was still in Leicester. Um, yeah, so uh, Chisha, um, my home church is Chelmsford in Essex in the SEC. NEC still has a, a big place in my heart. I was there, I was here for 2010 to 2016, uh, based at Leicester Central. Uh, and then I work uh, in marketing for uh, a national newspaper. That's me. Okay, thank you. Next. Um, Akil, so I'm from the SEC. Um, I, I'm kind of between different churches, like a few different places at the moment, like where I was until COVID. But um, now obviously just at home doing like one-time music stuff, um, if you guys know about it. Um, Heart Space is a little kind of community, like a little community Bible study thing that we set up. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I also work in marketing too. Okay, thank you. I'm Chantal. I am originally from Luton, but I spent around six years in Coventry where I was a student. Um, and now I'm I'm back in Luton, but in between I've kind of been abroad to different places. Um, so yeah, happy to be here. Thank you for being here. I think I'm next. Hi everyone, my name is Naomi Manganye and I'm from Leeds. Um, I currently work for the NHS in accounting and finance. Okay, um, my name is Leon, Leon Fuller. Um, currently live in Warsaw, go to Hansworth Seventh-day Adventist Church from the NEC. Um, I am a social worker, um, used to be a youth leader, um, now elder, so yeah, just um, yeah, here. And my name is Dion, Dion Ray. I go to Camp Hill Seventh-day Adventist Church in Birmingham. Um, I am a wife, I am married to an elder, and I have two children, and um, I am a primary school teacher. Okay, thank you guys. Thanks for being with us. Um, thank you for introducing yourselves. Now, the topic that we're discussing tonight, how to take initiative in ministry. I think it's an important one for youth um, to grapple with and understand. I think sometimes young people can have an experience which leads to a perception, and sometimes it may be based on reality, um, that 
the church may seem against them or they find it difficult to get things done. And, and you know, and so the, the question of how do we take initiative in a healthy and a practical and a, a way where, you know, we can get things done or young people can take practical advice. So I wanted to just go around um, in no particular order. And I wanted each one of you uh, um, to share maybe a positive experience of where you have tried and to do something and have managed to get it through, whether it's a local church board or maybe it was a ministry outside of church. I'm not always thinking of everything in church that could be in or out, but how you started an initiative and were able to work through it, uh, whether you were leading on it or assisting on it, um, just share something from your own experience. So let's start with, um, who should we start with? Uh, Leon. I'll start with you. Hey. Um, okay. So, um, oh, well, I've had, a, I've had a few experiences, to be honest, but um, I would just probably focus on one at the moment. Um, I think it was at a time where I wanted to kind of get the youth together um, and to like, create a, a kind of a safe space for um, the youth to be open and honest. Um, so we, we we came up with the idea of like having like a like a group session uh, where you talk on different topics, you know, juicy topics, um, and um, we kind of presented it to the to, to the church. And I feel like at, at the beginning, um, they were really curious as to what was going on, um, but after a few people stepped in and realised that actually it's a good thing, um, we call that real talk. Um, um, and it kind of, it kind of was, you know, it, it just, it just took off. We had youth coming from all over the place, um, and you know, the board were in full support of it. Um, and you could see that the youth were learning, and we were growing um, as well spiritually. So that's one thing that I definitely um, kind of managed to kind of wiggle through, um, and it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of stayed. It's, it's, it's about, it's about. That's good. Did you come up with the name Real Talk or did you copy it from someone? No, no, no. We came up um, with... The reason why I'm asking you is because I see Real Talks popping up all over the globe now. And I was telling you the other day, you should, you should, have, you should have trademarked that thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, man. should have. Too late, too late. Well, um, yeah, we just came up with it because we wanted, we wanted people to be kind of honest and open. I feel like sometimes in church, you're not really that, that honest and people don't learn from people's past mistakes. Um, mm. So I thought, you know, the youth definitely needed something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, appreciate that. Anyone else want to pick it up now? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. And to be honest, um, Chantel's smiling because it is, it is the, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about ASC, which um, is obviously something that's happening here. Uh, within the NEC. Um, I remember, I think it was after uni, after peace. Um, obviously, I had been able to uh, start up a campus ministry in De Montfort. Um, Chantel had started a campus ministry in Coventry. Um, Pastor had been intrigued about how, obviously, the fact that we had started, they had gone quite well. Um, we had had, and again, ministry is not always about numbers, but we had had a good, good numbers attending, um, Adventist, not Adventist on campus, Coventry's also 
do it are doing well and I think um then that conversation started with Pastor Ramdin um and long story short um we were able to uh start uh be, whilst first we did a, a training um this was before AC existed then after that it was like okay we actually think we should make this something that the NEC uh, is doing and obviously Pastor was 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 with full support of the idea the vision um and then yeah it started to become a reality logo um ideas and um it went from then something which was just a loose network of six or seven societies to kind of established um recognized within our conference and nearly 20 societies and that was a lot of uh hard work with Chantel a lot of long days a lot of um yeah just a lot of work had gone in but again because of the support of Pastor Ramdian and the, and the conference and our willingness to be committed to the to the to the initiative um it was something that um I think we're probably still to stay um thankfully quite quite proud of so yeah um, you know. anything to add um, I guess I would add that initially when we started in Coventry, it was a very, like I'd heard of a couple of um, societies that started in other places, um, but it was still a very new idea. So initially when we started in Coventry, it was 2013 and the training hadn't happened yet. Um, it wasn't recognized by the conference. So it was literally a kind of ministry outside of the church that we then kind of had to get connected with church. Um, so mm -hmm. there were a lot of kind of different dynamics that happened in that process before it became um, recognized by the NEC, um, which I don't know if you want me to go into any of that now or if it will come later on. I think some of that will come later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think mine's too early to talk about. It's all brand new. Um, but so myself and my husband, Marcus, um, we've started a little on the side kind of ministry um, where we were giving a couple counselling. Now, I am not a professional counsellor and I made that very clear to her. Um, but she said to me, look, just from the life that you live, the way how you manage yourself, the what I, you're, you are um, living your purpose and I can see, I can see it through your, through your life basically. And she was like, and that qualifies you to support me and this, this, my partner to, you know, come together because we want to make steps towards becoming engaged. So I kind of picked out um, just some of the stuff that we had from when my husband and I did our pre-marriage counselling that we had kept and, you know, kind of looked through there and thought, well, what could we take and how could we pull this together and pull that together? And um, it was something that we found was really beneficial, not just for the couple that we were supporting and working with but also for my husband and I and it was a time where you know just we, we, we saw the need for just speaking with others and just discussing and having that free conversation um and so as we continued with this um my husband Marcus he said you know what this is something that we should probably think about taking further and like you know for a wider scope so phoned in a few of the besties and said what do you think about this and you know they were really on board with it really supportive of it um they thought it was a great idea 
And so now we have started, we had our first session last week, Wednesday. We have um, the, the, the next session coming up this week, Wednesday, and that's Can We Just Talk? So it is very new, it's very fresh, um, it's very just yeah. real. It's just couples, it's not for couples, it's alone, it's couples and, and others because you will experience these kind of things at some point in your life. Um, so yeah, get it, get get involved. Um, we can't promise that it's gonna be every Wednesday because when you do watch back, you'll see that the different job roles, et cetera, of people who are in there, we can't commit to every Wednesday. However, that seems to be the day we're trying to push, but we will give you um, as much notice as possible so that you can stay tuned and keep watching. Um, we didn't know that it would take off so quickly. Um, we're actually blown away by how blessed people have been by the whole thing and clearly there was a need for it and so um we just continue to pray about it and we pray that this ministry just takes off and um many are blessed just as much as we have been in actually doing it i saw that on instagram yeah. um, now i know who's behind it okay yeah. good good, good. <laughs> follow us subscribe you know <laughs> You got it in. I'll go next. <laughs> There's only two people left. Um, so mine, I think my taking initiative kind of comes under a number of umbrellas. Um, I think my initiative is pretty much just kind of being willing in whatever is already happening and just taking like a role in that and then it, like adding whatever skills and um passion I have into that ministry so similar to Trish and Shantar I was also involved with ASC particularly in Leeds and um yeah I think one thing that I think because it was already existing, um, however, it kind of winded down a little bit. So um, a group of us came together and decided to bring it back. And some of the initiatives that we took to really develop it was to add um, elements of care groups, which we didn't have before, um, which brought a lot of young people together. And um, it the number it's not about the numbers, but the numbers really did grow, and we really saw mm -hmm. like family coming together and wanting to be with each other every Friday when they could be doing mm. something else and it was just like really really great um, and we were also able to witness so it wasn't just Adventists who were there we had quite a number of non-Adventists who came um, who got really involved and um, some of them even ended up taking balls and leadership within the society and the care group itself which was really nice to see. And they then started coming to church on the Sabbath, which was um, really beautiful to see as well. Um, and another element that we added was discipleship, which was under a program called FAST, which started off in America, I think. Um, so yeah, that's essentially like getting young people to learn about morning devotions and actually speaking with one another about morning devotions and asking those questions like how is your spiritual life going which like people don't really ask you these days so it was quite nice to get people doing morning devotions and sharing it with each other um and other things like that 
Um, and then what else did I start? I don't know. Other things being a part. So that was quite good in the sense that ASE had kind of like already been established. So we didn't really have a problem with the board, um, to be quite honest, though in full support, pastors, um, well, at least our local pastor is very supportive of it. Um, we had we also started yearly retreats, which where we went out to different parts of the north, like the Yorkshire Dales, um, and that is still going on as well. Um, and it's just really beautiful to see them coming together as well. So yeah, it's called a recharge retreat, which they have every year, which is really really nice. So yeah. Thank you, Akil. <laughs> um, for me, positive experience. Um, one sound is probably the, I guess, the biggest thing today. So I guess it started. It's that 2011. Um, we kind of just looked at the music situation in church, and um, there was like a few of us, and we we're just like, you know what? There's no like, there doesn't seem to be that much Adventist music that's been pushed out there. There's so much talent, but it's not been harnessed. So we thought, okay let's try and sort of change what's happening. So we actually started off with an idea to like create a CD. So we actually have like a bunch of songs written that still to this day have not been recorded, but we, um, but it turned out that we just thought, you know what, to get ourselves out there, to get a bit of a brand for ourselves, let's just start a YouTube channel. Um, and then it's just growing from there. Like it started off in 2013. Um, and then we started doing events. Um, we started managing, like trying to manage artists, like, um, and I guess where we're at right now is that we're kind of trying to work with some artists on some label services, um, trying to get them from the, like a musical, having like a musical idea to a finished project to getting it out there. Um, and I guess really the positive experience is that it's just that it's been young people who've just started this up. So the core team right now is myself, um, my girlfriend, Antonia, um, and one of my good friends, Tochi. And, um, we've kind of just been there from the beginning, just driving it and driving it and driving it. Um, and I think it's just been really positive because we've had so many different young people kind of come through and like just share their musical talents. I think that's been the really positive thing about it, like from North from South, um, from everywhere. And thanks to Adam for helping to invest in our project as well. That was really um, important to us as well. Um, like, yeah, I think that's, it's been, I think so far once our music has been a really, positive experience. I mean, there's been ups and downs, but um, the kind of drive of young people to kind of get music out there and the talent that we've seen, it's just been worth it. And you're probably one of the biggest YouTube channels in the UK, at least Adventist ones now in the UK, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we've, we've done pretty well consider like considering, like I know um, we've, yeah, we've had a, a bunch of different people. And I think one of the things we really tried to do is make sure this was not like an elitist thing. So just going to be any like if you're good, we'll just get you on. Um, and just thanking God that it's just grown. Like even the live stuff we've got, like the isolation fest we did um, last month. That like, was amazing. Was that doing. Was like, yeah, I mean, and shout out to everyone that's just been part of it. But like, I think at one point we had like two. I was on. It was funny because I was like on a live stream like the day before of like this this amazing American band that's like had like 150 people or something, and then we had like 250 people the next day, and I was like. This is just, we just had no clue it would get that big, but God has just like worked even in this time, like how bad it's been. It was just great that we could get people just for a few hours just to like stop mm. thinking about everything that's going on and just like kind of worship, just really enjoy Sabbath, I guess. Now, I know you're a musician and Tochi and I think Antonia both have, you know, musical talent as well, Tochi 
musical talent as well. But did you have a background in production or or YouTube or media ministry before you started that? Or was yeah. is, that, is that something you learned on the feet on on the go? It's funny you said that. No, like now I think about it. No, I had no clue about YouTube. None of that stuff. Like I mean, I watched loads of YouTube. Like anyone will tell you at uni. Like, <laughs> I used to be on YouTube all the time. I was like, I was on YouTube. I didn't know about like producing videos mm. about how to mix how to master like how to set up a video shoot any of that stuff and we've just god has like just connected us with different people at different points that are just like like we started off like we were doing different things like we didn't have that much equipment then we got some like this has all been our pretty much majority of it has been our own funding so it's like okay we bought a little microphone okay we know we kind of learned how to use that um and then one of my really good friends, Chloe, came in. She was doing our videography for like four years. Uh, amazing talent. And then just like our video just started getting better and better. Um, and I think it was just like a lot of learning on the job. But because the drive was there, it's just like, like even now it's like learning social, like learning how to do social media, learning how to like design, like all, this, all the designs and stuff that come out. Like it's mainly just I'm doing it on Canva or whatever. But it's just like, you know, whatever needs to get done, I'm just going to learn how to do it to the best of my ability and just get on with it. Like that's the, that's, that's been the way it's been for, for me anyway. Yeah. I think that's, that's a key thing about ministry. I think when you have a passion for something, whether you have the, the skills at the time or the experience and talent um, at the time, even if you don't have that, if you've got the passion and the, and the motivation, you're able to drive through obstacles that come ahead mm. and praise the Lord for Canva. Amen. 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 <laughs> I was about to say to it. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, lifesaver, man, absolute life. But like, I think as well, the other, the other side of it is that we've we've also seen fit to to invest money. So like right now, like Antonia's studying like live music productions. Like she's taking the music thing seriously. Like I studied half of my degree is music. Like I did a music business course at some point, like in 2014. Like we've all at some point, like all of us kind of put some like money or just we thought, you know, let's just go in, let's invest, our, let's invest in our talent, like let's learn how to do this properly. So that when it comes out, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be good quality. Cause one of the things I, I find sometimes of like, I don't wanna say we've just, it's not admin, it's just ministries in general, we kind of don't take it seriously enough. So like, it, it's okay, like it's cool, but it's not like on levels with what's going on. But yeah. I think there's a quote where Sister White talks about like, if you're gonna do it, like if you, I'm paraphrasing really badly. I, I'm, I ain't Randy Ski. I don't know the the. the... <laughs> <laughs> it talks about like if you like if you're, we should be using all the avenues possible, like print media, whatever, to get the message out. And so if we're gonna do that, we've got to do that to the best of our ability. Like if we can, we obviously make do with what you can. But if you if you have money that you can invest, or you have money you can invest, like go go all in, man. That's yeah. what I would. Hey Amen. Appreciate you sharing. And thank and you know, and and there and I, I know I know what you guys have shared here isn't the only experiences that you've had of of um, positive experiences with the church, but we don't have time to share all of them because now we want to share some of the the um, <laughs> the quick question. What about you, Pastor Adam? Ooh. What about me? On the edge. Oh yeah, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the, the story of lineage goes to the steps of the British Museum in London. I was there visiting with Chad Cruiser and his wife who had been camp meeting speakers in 2016. They were staying an extra few days. So I said, oh, we'll take you down to London. We'll go to the British Museum. Clive Coote was down in London. He said, oh, let's go. We'll go around British Museum together. Da, da, da. 
we met with someone else, they showed us around. At the end of the, the tour, Clive comes to me and he's like, hey, Adam, do you want to film some videos in the British Museum? Because we're allowed to use a tripod here and do some history of, of, of the Bible and history of the church and maybe do John Wesley's house in London. I said, sure, let's do that. That was the initial question. That was the initial answer. And then we kind of bounced the ideas off each other and it's like, oh, well, let's go film in Oxford. Let's film in Lutterworth. Let's go to Cambridge. Oh, let's go to Scotland as well. And, and it just kind of, the idea just grew and it was like, oh, well, next year's the year of the Reformation. And somewhere along the way, it became a weekly series. It became a chronological series. And we just traveled around England and Europe and filmed. It was just an idea between, it was Clive's idea. He approached me. I said, yeah. Um, I did, Clive had always worked for the NEC for the past three years before that, filming sermons at camp meeting and shooting devotional videos for me. And when we did the first lineage, I thought he filmed me and I just thought it was just going to be me in front of the camera talking to the camera. And when he when he showed me the first episode one um, draft, I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think I think he was being underused filming, <laughs> you know, um, this is the thing with Clive. He was very humble and he was happy to film the sermons at camp meeting and, and, and you know, do that. But he had a lot more talent that, you know, you know, that, that was, you know, eventually, um, you know, revealed and, 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 and it's got, and it's grown and gone from there. That's kind of how it started. And, and, you know, the, the North England conference was, you know, supported the, the, the initial start of it and gave me the time to go and film. So that was, that was a, a positive thing as well. And, you know, we kind of, yeah, that was the initial start. Yeah, man, that's that Naomi? series is great, man. <laughs> <laughs> that series is great. Couldn't let that slide. <laughs> we had that show it in church weekly, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the quality, man. it's real, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Good quality. Yeah. yeah, just back to your point, Akil, about just producing quality and, and us not yeah. just producing Starbox standards. So, yeah, yeah, and because it started off so well, most people would never have thought that that was just the idea. You'd think it was something that was established, planned like over a year in advance. This is what we're going to do, we're going to launch, we're going to look like this, but. Listen, the greatest ideas come like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, people just have like uh, conversations, ideas, and they grow and 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 yeah, that that's the and I think organic ideas that that, that, that there's there's a beauty to it where something just starts organically. Um, yeah. It's not like you know a strategic committee that sits together and you know outlines ten steps they're going to do and outline another subcommittee that will do this and a subcommittee of the subcommittee that yeah. talks about it for six months and then finally you know you get a, a draft plan these organic sometimes there's beauty in, in in just something coming from passion and drive and 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 humility and ignorance and pulling it together you know mm. And I think often when you um, try to plan things too much, you might end up not actually doing it because like, as you said, Pastor, I've seen this in church where things will be planned and it's like, you're the whatever, health ministry leader, for example, and you're like, at this point, we're going to do a health expo, then we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. But all the kind of resistance that you you tend to experience, by the time it comes to executing it, you're just like, oh, just, mm. just do it, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Oh, the title just do it right. Oh. And I feel like that is a key thing. Like you literally just have to do it. Like even if it's a small thing, like it tends to build up and, and grow from that. Then if you just say, Oh, it's not this big thing, so I'm just gonna leave it alone. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's a key point. There's a book called The Lean Startup. Like it's about it's about like startups and entrepreneurship. But one thing it talks about is like a minimum viable product. 
So like not necessarily needing to have the perfect product straight away, but just kind of like breaking things down to like, what is the minimum thing I can get out there and then just do that. Because sometimes I think we get, we have these, I'm not saying we shouldn't have grand ideas in ministry, but we honestly, we really should and we don't have enough of them. But sometimes if you do have a really big idea, just start it and start it small with something you can yeah. do yeah. now. And like, mm. it, like you, you can't tell where God will take you. You can't tell how it will snowball. But like you said, if you start planning things to death and thinking, oh, I can't do this. And then it's like this big thing to get past the border. Mm. Sometimes if you just start really small, you do something really, do something small, does well, then you just keep building and building and building. Like I've seen, a, there's a lot of ministries that have started like that. I believe that GYC started like that. They weren't really supposed to be that big. And then it just snowballed, snowballed, snowballed to like however many people it is now. But if they like try to plan like maybe a 7,000 person conference, it might not have happened the way it did. Yeah. I think a key thing with, with, with um, starting is when you start, you, you don't want to, you don't start small with the goal of trying to be big. Like if that's your goal, then you're off from the start. Your goal is let me be faithful with, you know, what God's calling me. I'm faithful to my passion and, and see what, you know, just do that. But I wanted to kind of pivot a little bit here, guys, um, and ask you, maybe put a couple of questions together. Um, we've talked about some positive experience. What maybe have, have there been any, I don't want to use the word negative, but yeah, the opposite of positive is negative. Or maybe I could use the word setbacks, any setbacks you've had in, in, in ministry and what was maybe some of the reasons for them and you know whether that was in a church context or out of church context maybe it was red tape in the church how did you deal with that um maybe you had an, an initiative you wanted to start it got slammed down and and it got slammed down that was it you know and, <laughs> and you, you just had to i don't know i'm just throwing you're throwing options out there we haven't we haven't briefed or talked about this but i just wanted to ask you not maybe not everyone has to answer this question but if there's an experience you've gone through, I know some of you come from larger churches where where maybe the red tape is thicker than other churches. Um, yeah, challenges you've had, and and anyone want to share a challenge you've had, maybe a, a failed dream or, or anything like that, and how you processed it and worked through it. Failed. Real, real talk, guys. Real. Talk. <laughs> he yeah. does a failed dream. Let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my might be a bit a bit slightly different but a few like not last year before um i was asked to be an area and in, in the south there's a bit more emphasis put on the area so i was asked to be an area um an area youth president and um share my screen so and um I was told, right, we really want you to do, you know, these great things for the youth of the area, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 but there's no budget. So I'm like, so how do you, what? so, okay, cool, fine. Um, so meet with a team, this is a situation, there's this expectation, um, and we, we recognize that, you know, we've been given these roles. Um, so what can we do? Let's do our best. So um, there's a quote uh, Eleanor talks about, um, in fact, I actually got it, uh, got it down and it says, prayer and effort, uh, effort and prayer will be the business of your life. You must pray as though the efficiency and praise were all due to God and labors though due to were all your own. But we just said, right, let's pray as much as we can, ask God to help us. We wanna help our, this, the youth of this area, um, spiritually this year for the time that we have. So let's do our best. Um, so every meeting we're praying, we're praying in between, uh, but then we're, we're trying to do what we can. We're saying, God, we haven't got money, but we need to do events, we need to do programs, we need to reach, reach our young people. 
Um, long story short, by the end of the year, praise God, we'd had uh, been able to do numerous events, some outreach, some internal, end of the banquet, of which, again, we'd had no budget. Um, so come the beginning of this year, and this is what, what I would say, sometimes when you've got those setbacks, don't look at them and go, right, okay, so the end of the world, or oh, the church is blocking me, I throw my toys out the pram, like, it's all over, I'm not going to, like, what, see what you can still do. Um, ask God for help, and then start, do what you can. And so long story short, in the end, um, we've started this year, and I'm like, okay, they asked me to continue, and I said, Last year, you've just not, you haven't given me any budget. You want me to, to go through all of that again? Long story short, because of what they'd seen happen, and essentially because of the effort from the previous year, they, were, they could not not give me a budget. And this year, we ended up out of all the other departments in the air, in the within the area getting the most amount of money or alongside Pathfinders. And so, obviously, we haven't really been able to use it because of COVID and obviously cuts, et cetera. But the point is, is that even though it was initially a setback, we still did what we could, um, ask God for help, and God came through. And now this year, we've ended up, um, we ended up getting, you know, in a very commas, the, the most amount of money to be able to use, even though we haven't been able to use it. But um, so that was a setback, which ended up kind of turning around. And, and yeah, God just came through constantly throughout the year. And um, yeah, that's just an experience I could share as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one, I would say, um... So prior to the initial start of our society in Coventry, um, I'd gotten the idea from a student's day, an EC student's day the year before. Um, but when I first had the idea, it sounded so big and I didn't think I would be the person to kind of initiate it. So I'd gone back to my local church and there was a young man that had gone to peace um, already. So he was on file doing Bible studies and you know, he took a lot of initiative with youth projects in the church. So he was like a student in a nearby university. So I tried to get him to kind of help us do something. I'm like, hey, like, can you come to our university and help us set the society up? Um, with the logistics, like it wouldn't have worked because he needed to be a student at our university for it to work. Um, so I kind of just felt like, well, that's it. We're not gonna be able to do it then. So I kind of left the idea alone. Um, but I've seen that sometimes when we're kind of, I guess, not confident or not enough or don't have enough faith, God kind of still works with that. And he allows different circumstances to play out for you to be equipped to do what he wants you to do. So the kind of months following that, I was then inspired to go to peace and that's how I ended up going to peace. And then in going to peace and getting training, I realized, oh, okay, I haven't really got an excuse now. Or like I need to use this knowledge. And so everything came together that I could go back um, to my studies and start the society um, so initially that was kind of a setback where even though you know at least over 12 months before I thought you know Coventry would do well with the society it didn't happen until a year later but in the process um, God kind of built me up and, and gave me the what maybe I felt I needed which maybe he could have worked without it I know now looking back um, but he worked to the fact that I didn't feel equipped and he equipped me and then, you know, enabled me to, to kind of go forward with that. So sometimes the timing, I think maybe timing is necessary as well, that maybe it wasn't the right time before. Uh, maybe if wrong timing, you can start something and then it, you know, it's not um, as successful as it could be. Um, but yeah, that's kind of one factor that played a role in my experience. 
Are we talking about when we have red tape towards the, the initiatives? Are we talking about red tape towards us as a young person trying to um, trying to just hustle through the 21st century in a church that has been going long before that? What are we what are we what are we referring to? I think it could be both both of them or either of them, you know. I think both of them people people have challenges with either of those. So, you know. Okay, so um from my my point of view, um okay, so we gonna be politically correct now. Okay, so um, we've had a few back my ours is normally around music. It's normally music that and I'm quite passionate about music. I feel that God has given me that ministry of music and I take that ministry quite seriously um, to the point where I feel I get hurt when people want to cut praise and worship because it's 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 ministry, but that's for another day. So um when I when when we have our kind of our my red tapes have always been from that point of view. So for example, um we're trying to establish uh, uh, a musical a praise and worship set or something and there will be somebody who has some problem with it for some reason um, it will either be the choice of songs they don't know it they don't want to learn it um, you're not using this instrument you're not having that one um, and I'm I'm at the age where I'm old enough to relate with the older folk, but then young enough to understand the frustration. Okay, so um, when I I think for me, it's more so like I I I try to look for the positives. So as much as as this is the situation and this is what we're in, mm. we still have to be like, well, look, this is where the older folk are coming from and this is why they feel this way and this is why they may have said it this way and it might not be the best way but they've said it and inside as much as I'm rooting and you know because you know for the peace and I am raging inside because I'm thinking how why are you hindering us we you know we've got these ideas we've got these this we want to do this and we want to do this and you're hindering us and you know but it's trying to find that middle ground so I think I think um, it's been not. It could be again because I've got a generation above me that have that are no longer in church. We've lost quite a few of our young people, and it's the generation that's just come above me. So um, it's there's there's nobody to really kind of there's not like the art. I shouldn't say nobody. There's a few odd ones that you can kind of look up to and go to for support, etc. Um, but there's still a gap. And so you try to, you try to, as I said, you try to find that middle area, you try to find, well, okay, let's, let's, let's try and do this to keep that person happy. But then actually, no, let's try and do this. And let's, and it's just, it's just constantly, it feels like a, a, a battle. It's constantly up and down, up and down. Um, and then you get the whole, well, because there's nobody doing it for us, I'm just going to have to get up and I'm just going to have to do it. So whether it's, leading a choir um whether it's um leading in praise and worship whether it's something and then 
you get the folk complaining that you're the one that's always up there. So then you get, well, why is she always up there? Who does she think she is? You got these people who are like, you know, give other people a chance. And then I say, okay, well, I'm only doing it because nobody else is 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 doing it, you know. So you'll sit there and then oh, do you want to have a go? Do you want do you want to leave it? No, I'm not leaving. No, not me, not me. And those are the same people who are complaining. So I think especially from I mean I'm telling everybody my age, but you know, I've I've gone past that 30 mark now, you know, for a couple of years. And I've I've been battling with this from since probably the age of about 16. You know, being mm. being a part of a youth choir, and um, you know, you'd give, you'd say, my uncle, my uncle David, he's the one who would was leading the choir at the time, and it would be, oh well, anybody, would you like to sing sing the lead part? And just pure silence, nobody would say anything. Okay, so then he'd be like, okay, well the song needs to be sung. We've got a date coming up. Did anybody? No. Okay. And then I was the one that would, he'd be like, all right, well, I know that Dion will do it. So Dion, can you do it? And obviously, because I believe so passionately about it and I feel that God has given me this ministry that I can't just sit on, I'm going to sing it. Whether, whether people think I'm fantastic or they don't, I'm going to do it anyway and I'm going to make my joyful noise to the Lord regardless. So I do that. But then even sometimes at, at that time, by my own peers who were in there, they were giving me the red tape. And they were making me feel like, you know, uncomfortable and, you know, who do you think you are and why, why, why is it always you? And, and, you know, as a, so I've constantly grown up with this feeling of, oh, I'm never going to be good enough to do anything. I'm not going to, and I mean, even I've been singing for years, Akil, you will never catch me singing nowhere live. Like I get, I get, ah, when Adam phoned me to come and sing on, on, um, the first time that you did the anything, I, he will tell you. I was just like, ah, are you joking? Sing everybody to hear me. But I think that's because I've been so, what's the word? I've been so, I don't know what the word is. Like, um, I've been made to feel that that is, that is how I'm supposed to be. Just stay, so I just stay in my lane. I just humble myself. And when God tells me the time is right, I'll do what I have to do. You know, so I think from this point of view, um, to anybody else that has, is having those experiences, my my encouragement to you would be just don't don't give up. Even though people may be saying negative things to you, and even though people may be discouraging you, um, yeah. God has got a purpose for you. He's got a purpose, and you may not see that purpose right now, um, but it may be however many years, five, ten years later down the line, He'll open that door for you, and He will do far above you can even ask or think. So just continue to plow on, press on, um, and don't be discouraged. I know it's hard. I've been there. I can relate. Um, but but yeah, stay strong. Don't don't be discouraged. Could I kind of pivot maybe a little bit? Thank you. Appreciate that, Dion, and 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 for sharing um, from your experience in 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 your local church. How have I think I asked the question before that how many of you have sat on the church board and uh, I got an affirmative answer from all of you. So um, in some form or fashion, whether it was a youth leader or another department, you, you experienced what being in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the inner circle and the oval office is like. Um, so how would you 
maybe share how would you, how advice how to best navigate the church board in a local church to another young people to another young person maybe who's younger than you who's coming up and you know they, they haven't been through that what any tips anyone wants to share on best ways to navigate the board and maybe you know how to get things through or anything um, area leon you're about to yeah. <laughs> what's that what's that sorry were you about to answer i just i thought yeah yeah, yeah 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 um one man um the board is a is a special place Very um, special. <laughs> it's a special place um oh what, what, what advice would i give i think that um it's really important that you remain christ-like um i think that's key uh some people may may lose lose themselves a bit potentially um but i'd say it's, it's, remain respectful remember what you're there to do um you're not there for anything else apart from service and ministry to god um it, it's difficult when you're a young person and the majority of the board are mature um that sometimes the views are different the style maybe of worship different you know it's all it's all different um i say keep composure keep composure be christ-like be always be respectful because you don't want anybody to say ah um i knew it like they're getting angry it's typical youth typical young person um got no respect you, you, you think you know it all um and before you know it believe it you'll get pushed out and we'll have no response we'll have no roles so just just do your part and you know be respectful and kind and follow christ in in, in every way and you'll get through it you'll get through it the board's a special place <laughs> I, I think leon as well i think it's important to say that you know not everybody's against you there are people on that board that are rooting for you yeah and my experience is that it's always the minority that have the biggest mouth. It's always the minority you want to talk the loudest, discourage the most, when really there are people that are sitting there that may not be saying anything loud, but really they've, they've, they've got you 100%. So if you're not necessarily sitting on the board, you know, um, and it's, some, it's an initiative that you want to push, push for, um, just, just speak. There's, look around in your next AY. Okay, that's what you do. You look around, you see which board members are actually there supporting you next time you have your AY session. And those are the ones that if they're sitting on the board, go and speak to them. And, and those are the ones that are, are, are there to support and to, to root for you. Don't get me wrong, it's not just those people who come to AY. Let me make that clear. <laughs> but th there are people, what I'm trying to say, is there are others around as well. Don't think that you have to do everything in your own might and that because it's my initiative, I've got to do it all by myself and nobody's going to support me and no one's going to help me. They will help you. And as I said, they might be, they might be the quieter ones. They might be the ones that are just sitting at the back in the corner. But if you were to come to them and say, look, this is what I want to do. They will do whatever they can to make sure that that, that, that works for you. Just to add to that as well, I think I'd say, um, don't be afraid to go speak to them personally and share your ideas. So then this way you're not having, you're not dropping like a bombshell 
um, when you actually attend the meetings it's kind of like you've had a chance to be able to explain yourself explain and actually thoroughly go through what it is that you're trying to do and how it would be beneficial and what the consensus has been from the feedback that you've had so I think that also helps um, when it comes to it so that one people are already informed and it's people not trying to figure out what you're trying to say um, and then when you bring it up it's not a bombshell and I think that will also go to the point of if it's the minority who are always overpowering the board is there a way then you can learn how to turn that into like emotion so then you can get votes so even if the minority are doing a lot um, those who are in support of you or those who have heard what you said and don't think it's a bad idea get to vote and you get the majority then you can always go ahead and do what it is that you're trying to do and I think the other thing that the board likes or just people in general that I think has worked really well in Leeds is actually going back and feeding back what you've done or what has been the benefit or the result of the things that you've done mm -hmm. so when we first started off um, with Leeds ASC we would always ask if we can have the what's that department the personal ministry slot just to kind of show like what we've done we'll just put pictures to say oh we had care group we had food we did mm. this, we did that and this is what it looks like um and then this way even if the board isn't really feeling any type of way like the response you get from those supportive parents or whatever it is kind of like makes whatever you're doing a lot better which then lightens the heart of those on the board so when you go back and you know you ask for more kind of like going back what, what Chisha says because the dumb stuff when it came to the year after and it was like we kind of need a bit more money it's like they're willing to give it to you because they've seen that you're actually doing things so then it helps yeah. um <clears throat> could I just also add to what everyone said and especially what, uh, what Leon was saying I mean it, when Eleanor talks about Jesus she talks about the fact that um Jesus had great tact and um, and ultimately wisdom when it came to dealing with situations. And I think often, especially like we could be maybe just joining the board and we're like, right, I've got all these great ideas. The church has to change and I'm going to present them. When actually that first board just maybe is you just sit quietly, you listen, you show that you're not coming to try and change the world. Ultimately, you've got your ideas, you know what you want to get across in due course, but pick and choose your times to speak. Because I think sometimes, I think like um, Leon alluded to, like we come in, it's like, right, everyone needs to now listen to, to me in a way that's kind of in the back of our minds. And then like the adults, especially because they've been in the church longer than I've got more experience, they're immediately turned off. And then you're now start fighting a, a losing battle to a degree. So just cut, pick and choose your time to speak. Um, you're going to have to, to a degree, work with the fact that, yes, there's cultural ideas that the younger person shouldn't speak up too much, shouldn't be so over, like slowly but surely. And, and I think something I've realised is with that, it's got to a point now where I'm able to speak up more often and points are heard, things happen, um, but it's taking a bit of time. Like sometimes there's going to be time. Um, I had got the quote as well where she talks about that, but I've already used one quote, so I, yeah, second <laughs> quote again, so. <laughs> but yeah, pick and choose your times. I mean, uh, I think it's Matthew 10, 16, where um, Jesus intended the disciples to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So just pick and choose your time, be wise um, when you speak, um, work, with the, work with the system, essentially. 
just to add as well I think another point is it's not just about how you are in the board meeting itself um but how are you as a person in kind of mm. serving the church yeah. um because I find that in my experience when you're a young person that supports the church services you're there for yeah. Sabbath school you you know volunteer for for you know for the, they ask you to do something they're able to do um you're there for the prayer meetings you're there for other department programs when it then comes to share a plan that's well thought out and has kind of the mission of the church in in mind you've thought about the finances you thought about just all the different logistics when you pre present that plan there's very little much for them to say oh no that's a problem it might be that they say oh have you thought about this have you thought about that but I found that it's not really like a you can't do this um because they see that you are interested in the good of yeah. the the work of the church and so I think that's important as young people sometimes you know we can just be focused on what we're trying to do without looking at the wider church and I think that's an important factor as well um, that's so true that is so true because even yeah. in my experiences as well um that if I was asked to go and sing anywhere um or like any other church that would be my first thing that I have to say to people even now I'll say I need to check and see if uh, um, I'm doing anything in Sabbath school I need to see if uh, if if um whether because I, I used to do um young hope choir as well so I was like I had to make sure that young hope wasn't singing and I had you have to check because my first priority is to my church so as much as I like to get out there and to do everything my my membership is at Camp Hill so therefore my heart is at Camp Hill and so I don't want to see that I know I know that people say well you know other people will do it and you know but I still think that if we've we, if we've committed to something we need to show our commitment because that just like you said um that it, it it shows your commitment it shows that you can be faithful with little so you know huge point huge point yeah. I guess I was gonna say like I'm <laughs> I guess I come from a slightly different standpoint in that I've been in different situations in terms of when we talk about setbacks and how to navigate boards where it's not even how do I put this in as you would say in PC way I think we'll talk, bro. <laughs> we'll talk for me I think the, num the number one thing I would say and this is what I have learned from my past experience that I didn't do I didn't pray enough when I was dealing with boards and leaderships and members and all those kind of things like that's the number one base point because more than anything your heart has to be right so you could be right but wrong like you could be right in terms of what you're saying and everything you said is, is correct but you as a per, like you as a person like your heart's not it's not right like, you're coming in like, <laughs> you're coming in from the wrong the wrong like the wrong angle you're come you're angry and it's like you can be angry 100 like there's righteous anger but if you're just angry because of personal slights whatever that's not necessary like you've got to come out at a point of your heart is right the second thing i would say is that I personally, the most success I've had is navigating around or without the red tape. Like once our music, in my opinion, and the things I've done have prospered because I haven't had to deal with red tape and all these different things. Like if you can do it for your church and they're willing, 100%, but I'm just going to be real. Sometimes they just won't like it. And that's fine. Just do it yourself. Like you, you, God is not going to be able to come to you. It's not going to come to you and be like, oh, your church didn't allow you. Oh, well, then that's fine then. If God has something in your heart to do, and you know he has, and there's red tape in the way, work if you can with the people that you can work with. Like, because we, 
one thing that we have to get around is this this idea that everybody in the church is there for the right reasons and everyone is there is committed to the work of god like the truth is many of us aren't like we're not we're not there for that we're there for the social club or there for like oh you know it's a thing to, it's a thing to do on saturdays we're there for people are there for position they're there for power there's all these different things that people come to church for but you have that's why i said about your praying and your heart being right because if you're there for ministry if that's the reason you're there and you're single focused around that you god will show you the people who can be worked with and the people who you can who you can work with and he and you will get your ministry done like it, it will happen but if you if you i speak as someone who like has been doing i was committed to my church like completely for like years and years and years and there was still ended up being some big issue whatever like things might just happen it just gets like that sometimes but that's no excuse for your heart not being right and that's no excuse for you not doing the work like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what people did to you whatever and i say that as like who's had issues with this and that and the other like leadership conference whatever if you've got something on your heart that god has told you you have to you should be doing this you've got to get it done and there will be people with right hearts that will work with you like i'm a i'm a witness to that like there's like even though i've had issues with this or or that this leadership or this conference whatever there's still be pe people in the conference that i can work with there's still people being people with in leadership that i can work with like god has people everywhere so he will show you those people identify them and work with them but don't ever use the excuses of setbacks or people who are not willing to do work as an excuse for you not to do because there's so many ministries out there like everybody here on this call is involved in ministry but there's so many ministries out there like sometimes we have this idea with young people that there's nothing happening there might not be anything specifically happening in your particular church but there's always a way for you to start up a little bible study or to start up a little small group all you need is a house if you live somewhere then you can start something there's always a ministry to start so i would say the number one thing is like like firstly pray but secondly ask god to show you who can i work with who 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 can i work with and then from there just start building your ministry small like just mm. building and building but never use like the red tape and stuff as an excuse because you can always just get around it by just doing it mm. no one can actually physically stop you man appreciate you sharing because like you said there's always red tape or there's always so and so on the board is all related to each other and that's why it didn't work or or you know they're, they're, you know it's, it's all one big clip there and i'm not from that group and or they're from this country and i'm not from that country and we can always find an excuse as to why our proposal may not have had success first time but i appreciate the answers that have been given you know for just to kind of you know like read the board first or like you know don't you don't walk in there and be like, boom, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, you kind of, you got to use some wisdom and, and, and so on as you go along. I wanted to ask another question um, that kind of bounces off something you said, Akil, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to answer, but um, how do you start something in ministry? Um, and let's just say it's outside of, of, the, of the four walls of the church um, in its traditional sense and not be seen as, you know, an offshoot or something like that. Like, what advice would you give to someone who's got a passion to do something? It may not be a, a project that fits like, you know, inside a typical department in church or whatever, but they, they want to do something. It's ministry. Um, it may not fit within the departmental structure, but you don't want, and they don't want to be seen as an offshoot. Like how, how do you kind of, you know, keep those bridges alive? I think maybe that goes back to the point about me, like when I said about like identifying who you can work with, that may be one thing. Cause sometimes yeah. it might be this that people just, they don't know you and they think oh what is this thing like me i'm not necessarily so naturally i wouldn't just think oh because it's not in within church that means it's bad i'll just judge on this most but other people ain't necessarily like that so i would say um 
sometimes it can even be in, even the way you brand things or if you can get a certain person that you know who like is known as kosher to be on board but like think definitely oh, think, <laughs> think, like literally sometimes real talk. Like, getting those yeah. big like getting a big name to be like oh yeah come check this because like honestly it can be those little things it's it's it sometimes it is just about how you how you brand it like sometimes but I think as well in this particular age I think we're in kind of a golden age for it not being seen like that just because we're all well right now we're all online and there's so many things starting up starting up so this is like the perfect time to start a ministry and it's not necessarily going to be seen as an offshoot like people are looking for things people are looking for young people to create and to start things so I would say think like think strategically think who you can get involved because I think with one sound one of the things we try to do was try and be as like inclusive as possible like we weren't trying to just get a certain group of people like I know how it well let me not say that's not that's a lie I know how it's in the NEC but I also know how it's in the SEC and like in terms of like musicians I think everywhere there's wherever you are there's always a cult there can always be a culture of like these are the chosen musicians or these are the, the best ones or but we've just tried to x all that out and just have anybody so I think as as if you can be as broad as possible and work with as many sorts of people as possible that will go a way to be I guess your ministry not being seen as offshoot if you're trying to work with you know different people so like say if you start a small group maybe get like a well-known speaker that you respect to come in and like do something or if it, like whatever it is like maybe you know get someone who you respect who you know like people like to because that that can have a benefit of like almost co-signing your ministry but also like getting people to come to what you're doing and just to, to have eyeballs on it so yeah mm-hmm. This was a slight problem we had in Coventry actually when we first started because um, I had kind of been new to Coventry and then I'd gone to peace and then came back and said, like we didn't actually even talk to the church um, when thinking about starting our society. So I came back, got the students together. I'm like, hey guys, this is the idea. Are you on board? They're like, yeah, we're like, okay, let's start. So we started going through the process of setting up a society at the university. Um, and we'd, I think we'd even sent in an application and then I don't know if we mentioned it in passing a prayer meeting or something. Um, and then the pastor kind of pulled me aside and he's like, what's this I'm hearing about this thing that started in Coventry University? And I'm like, oh, we just started a society. And he's like, uh, he was very like skeptical of it and there were reports coming in. And so he kind of sat us down and kind of wanted to know more about the society and what we were doing. Um, so initially I didn't think to mention it to the church because I thought oh we're just setting up something up we're all SDA like should be no problem um, but we had to kind of talk to him about it he asked us what we we're going to do who was involved and then we had to like bring a plan to the board and they had to kind of approve it and you know that kind of thing and what I found was important in that process is that um, even though like it didn't fit within the current structure of the church it wasn't like under the youth department or anything that we'd kind of been commissioned to do um, it was still important to be um, to inform the church that we were doing this just for accountability purposes which is what kind of the pastor had said um, thankfully they were in agreement I don't know what would have happened if they didn't really like what we were doing um, but like what Akil said, having he, they were very interested to know who was going to be leading the Bible studies, what material we would be using, that kind of thing. Um, and I think it is, in a sense, it even though it can be frustrating, I can see why the church may have um, kind of this protection in a sense, because if we're saying we're Seventh-day Adventists, um, if we're starting to do things that are not representative of the church's beliefs, then that can bring disrepute kind of into society. So whilst... Um, you know, we don't have to necessarily let things stop us from doing what God is calling us to do. I think it's also important to be 
wise and responsible and do the best that we can to uphold mm. kind of the church values mm. um while still doing what you know god has kind of placed on our heart mm. true yeah I would, I would just to riff off what you were saying like i think um because i think within the church there has been histories of like people right. tucked off in, in offshoot, offshoots and stuff like i've i've seen it happen as well like I do think that I can I can perfectly understand why the church would be like, okay, who's given the Bible studies and like what's being what's being taught. Like I think that's like important. I, I I think that's one of the things that's actually critical for you as a ministry to like be sure of what it is that you're teaching and what message that you're mm. um projecting. I think that's that's I guess that's also key to not being seen um as an offshoot. Like I think um it like sometimes people you know might think you can overthink it but it really is that it really that is, is that important to be mm. very intentional with every word right. that you say and the messages that are communicated by the people mm-hmm. that are on your platform as part of your ministry um because if they're saying things that are like unbiblical or you know fanatical whatever it is like that's going to have a negative impact and it's right. it's very sometimes very difficult to like change people's impression once once they've had mm. it so yeah. do you think like you know do i don't I would say over I would say overthink about like you know being clear about this is what we want you to say don't say this like do say that like even when with like one sound we have a thing of like we will give you like a, a form of like these are the kind of things you we want you to this is how you want to present yourself blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff because mm. it's important like what you're portraying so I think definitely be very intentional about like say if you have if it's like a bible study or something like that like research what people are saying like you know if they're spreading 5G coronavirus theories, maybe don't have them because they might say that on your platform and then it'll be an issue for you in the future. Like <laughs> be very like intentional about who you get on your platform and making sure that like what they're saying is in line with not not just what the church is, but what God would have them say and like what's actually beautiful, you know? And I want to just bounce, appreciate that. I want to bounce up a point that Leon mentioned earlier and just bring it up again here. And I think, as he mentioned, when you're dealing with the church board, it's so important as a young person just, you know, to maintain your your respect and your, your um, whatever, you know, respect for the elders that are there, et cetera, et cetera, even when they're asking questions that you may not think are intelligent or or appropriate and I think the same thing is true when you're starting something outside of church um when people ask what are you doing and you know whatever rather than giving evasive or 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 what would the word be you know just vague answers but to you know not every question that's asked is from a power grab some some of the questions Mm -hmm. are just curious and 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 give a respectful and honest answer and 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 keep people in the loop and you're much more likely to have them stay on board than if you're like you know trying to act as if you're you know starting a secret society or something definitely agreed um (laughs) um, just a brief mention this may apply to some of you um in a church setting you know when you have a department in church you get a budget but you know (laughs) sometimes you don't get much of a budget it's just a token like here's 30 quid for the year Um, (laughs) please please minister to 50 young people 52 um, (laughs) weeks of the year um you know like uh, you know if you or if you're starting a ministry like outside you, you you're, you're not getting support so how just really quickly maybe a couple of points on how have you managed finances in a church context where you haven't had enough finances or an external context where you know you have none um i know you mentioned uh, one of you mentioned earlier it was just it just came from your own pockets but any, any thoughts or 
quick yeah. just to share there? Um, I mean, yeah, the budgets are, yeah, budgets are not not huge in shirt setting. Um, I feel like if you're doing the will of God, God will make a way in it. God will make a way. Um, and sometimes I even look at the the figures. Sometimes you know I have to dip into my own pocket. Yeah. And I feel like it's for. I've got that money for this specific reason. Like we're okay. We've we've had another event. Everyone's fed, and we're okay. On to the next. Um, also, as well, listen, man. If you do, if if you're doing the right thing, um, God God sends people. You know, like you know, you know those, you know those um, people in church just slide you a cheeky twenty pound. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get that's for your department. You think so? Whoa! And you, you get fifty pound. You think? Oh, people are supporting this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, listen, guys, things happen. Um, and like, even like things like when you're doing things like retreats and whatnot, um, again, like parents will contribute. Um, and the way you just made, made for you just to walk straight through strong, confident because God's got your back. Sometimes Amen. I think, think about money a bit too much, you know? Yeah. Um, um, everything that has been, what God's probably wanted me to do, it's been provided just like that. You know what I mean? Um, but it doesn't mean that tough times won't come. It means that probably to pray a bit more. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to add, I remember there was a, a, a tagline at Peace that we had, which was, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. So like, you know, when we when we start the beginning of the year again, budgets are budgets, like, but you can't be looking, you can't be looking at the budget going, oh well, right, it's all over before it's like you again whether it be dipping in and and, and we had something recently it, we, we started something called a gospel music cafe so it's in a um uh in a local restaurant kind of cafe it's got got those acoustic vibes and um but again to get to to pay for it like so long story short we paid for uh, with our, our our youth budget money for the first one obviously went really well we had people from the community to come our youth were singing and we had a few guests in the in the um uh the section when people can come in what's that part called again um akil what's this now <laughs> uh uh like the lobby area no no no. you know the part where you say you've got a you've got uh, when people can just sing anyone can come in and sing oh, open mic. Open mic. Open mic. why did my brain go blank that's it so we had open mic went well anyway long story short at the end of it someone who's come has gone how much did this uh how much this, this venue cost you said the number don't worry next time you do your next one which you said you're going to do in a in in a few months time i'll pay for it god's will if it's something that god is inspired and then you put your all into it and then and then there's fruit from god will keep providing i I think leo made a point we think sometimes too much about the, the money and and as if come on like this is god's work god will provide and 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 like i said sometimes it means we dip into our own sometimes others will just help sometimes it might be the TD have got a, a fund that they can support sec themselves might ha- might be willing if it's maybe the youth department you go and present the idea i've had that happen a few times had an idea gone to the conference they've supported um fundraise there's many ways many ways never let money be the issue yeah okay. I, I think it's important as well to to remember one of one of my favorite bible texts where it says trust in the lord of all your heart and lean not on your own understanding because literally 
when we lean on our own understanding, as we've all discussed and we've all talked about just now, you know, we don't understand where the money's going to come from. We don't understand how, like Leon was saying, you know, somebody might put something in your hand. Like, how does, how will it all just come together like this? But as long as we continue to trust in the Lord and, and God will make a way, he will. He will. If it's God's will, as you said, he'll make a way. I think one thing I'd say as well is that do your research, man. There's do research. Like there may be grants that you can get. There may be funds that are available. Like like Trisha was saying, like there's stuff at the conference, and also the amount of stuff like you can just do things for free. This right here is free. I, I think I don't know. I can't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> there are things that you can do for free. So do like what you can do for free. Do those things. Having people in your home, like ostensibly, if you if you've got the money to pay for your bills, is is free. So you, you you can do that. Like think about all the think about all the things that you can do for free first, and like trust God trust God for the rest. Like I 100% agree with what everyone said about like trusting God and if it's God's will, it's God's will. That's that's definitely true. But also like there's also the fact of there are things that you can do right now yeah. that are free. You don't always mm. always need money to do everything. Like and think yes. about ways that you can get think about ways you can get around it. Like there's a lot of power in like praying and, and brainstorming and like getting people in the room and just like getting your heads together and just coming up with creative ways like money should like money should definitely not it can be a barrier to certain things mm. maybe but it's no it can't be a barrier for starting no way like fundraising yeah you can you can get around and also I think don't be afraid to ask like mm. some people just get afraid to ask but you never know some people sometimes people are more willing than we sometimes know and if we ask a little bit from here and there here and there then it it all adds up and I know someone who was just like hey I started this thing do you know what you should do you should sponsor it and I was like and then I said how much and then they mentioned it. I was like do you know what it's not gonna hurt so I just ended up doing it so Sometimes you never know, and they probably did that with loads of other people. But when you put it together, it ends up being a lot that helps them in the long run. So, yeah. Well, sorry, can I say one more thing? Um, also, as well, I would say that um, um, don't be too relaxed. Um, there's things you can do to kind of get money. Um, usually, initiatives so like, for example, you know, back in the day after AYS, the patties used to come out. Yeah, man, the social time. You see, I'm trying to say, the, the lilt and the gizada, the, the gizada used to come out to play. Um, so what, what happened is that we went out this big um, hall in Lazelles, and like everything's going on socials and whatnot. Um, and um, we just we just sold stuff and we went, made money. Just just we just made money off simple things. And even the youth team now, um, they they're doing the same thing. They're selling things and they're just putting it back into reserves, just ready for the rainy days. You know what I mean? Just get active. That's what I would say, get active. All right, guys, appreciate you sharing. Um, last question I wanted to ask you is, and it, you, know, you don't all have to answer, may apply to some, if, if not all. What role or what, um, yeah, what role has structure and mentorship played in, in your ministry? Anyone want to share? Anyone have mentors or mentorship or? I would say structure is, structure is key. Like, I think sometimes, I guess because for what I'm doing, like one sound, like one sound music is is 100% ministry and it's 100% business. Like it's both. So the structure is there's no, we have to do, but we have to do both. 
and I think if you're really doing God's business, you got to take it seriously. Like there's, you know, when you look at the the Bible, if you look at in Acts, there was they had structure. They weren't just all living their life like in Acts two. They like if they were dividing up the money, how can they divide up the money if there was no structure in place and for which to do it? So yeah. I think structure is like very important. Like have someone who's taking the minutes. Like have someone who's doing the admin. Have someone who's doing the finance. Like even if that's you, make sure you know that those are your roles and that's what you're that's what you're doing. Like this part of me is doing this, this part of me is doing this, and this part of me is doing this. Like there's so many free tools like Canvas free, Google Drive is free. You can organize your designs on there. Like I've got my logo here, my brand is on Canva, um, my all my documents, so I've got my Google Sheets, I've got my for my uh, finances, I've got my Google Docs for my 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 notes for my minutes and stuff. Like make sure you do research like research all the, the tools out there that you can use and then have that structure in place and it also helps in terms of like you know making sure that everyone knows what they're doing knows what they're doing so there's accountability of like mm. this is this person's task this is your task this is your task and again even if that's you you just know what your tasks you have to do are but like make sure that I think making sure that structure um is in place I also kind of when you ask a question about men mentorship is actually quite interesting I don't really feel like I think we actually have started to see the value of mentorship more and have been trying to reach out for that but I think as well the other thing I'd say is that some of us were at the age where we should actually be mentoring mm. now, like mentoring the teenagers mm -hmm. like because I know if like from when I was young I didn't feel like I had like mentorship from like not necessarily from older but like from people in this age group like 25 mm. 30, 35 whatever this age group they weren't mentoring and I feel like that's really important for us to actually be pouring back into, into people do not leave them to like like try and figure it out by themselves actually like take an interest in their lives like bring them up phone them and get them involved get them involved in your ministry get them to start something or find out what they're passionate about and evoke that like get that out of them I think too long sometimes we've been in the, in the stage that we're we're always needing someone to do something for us and we're young people and we need something for us like it's about time we just started being doing things ourselves and then like mentoring the next generation mm. yeah. yeah yeah great point with, with with can we just talk i mean as i said it is very brand new but um everyone that's involved i've got we've got such a strong team and the team that's there everyone's skill base is just amazing so we've tapped into each person's skill so you won't be able to do everything like Akil was saying you know you didn't know how to to do YouTube and that's that was me as well like you know you learn as you go but if you've got the, the the structure in place where you've got someone who's good at this bit and someone who's good at marketing and somebody who's good at I don't know what type it I don't know whatever it is whatever whatever it is use the skills that you have and um and and don't try and just do it all by yourself oh yeah sorry delegation is like so yeah I'm, yeah, I, just, like, yeah. My, I'm i'm not great at delegating like when we were doing this isolation fest i was like yeah guys don't worry i'll just do and this it could not i could not have done it by myself it was, it's literally an impossible event to do by yourself like tony and tochi like they we all have to be working in tandem so like if you can delegate like definitely delegate and trust people to do things like yeah. sure yeah. Delegation is key. I think the hardest part of leadership is delegating to someone who does a job not as good as you and you have to stand and watch them. And let them do it because that's how they learn. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to add as well to what was what Akila said. Um, 
in relation to, for example, ASA, but I think with any ministry, because even Real Talk, I know they have this as well, you need to have the structure so that the ministry can be sustainable. And, and I think sometimes people like to revolve their ministry around, oh, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, and then have this attachment to it. Mm. That limits its potential to go even further and to grow. So GYC is obviously a massive example. They have a structure so that even when the young people who started it are not really doing it anymore, it's still continuing and going mm-hmm. forward. Um, so I think that's a massive, massive thing. So even when it comes to ASC, you want to make sure that, you know, whenever you're doing something, somebody else is helping you or doing it with you. So then when you're done or you're through, somebody else can continue it. Yeah. Uh, even if it's something small, we'll talk, just have a little, I don't know if it's a little bit more to it, but I've seen the poster thing that says, what's the topic, what's that, what's that? And then how to conduct it on a sheet of paper um, that can be passed on and somebody else can use that same thing um, to do the same thing. So I think we also want to make sure that when it comes to ministry, we're also thinking long term um, and how it can be sustainable. That's a key point. Yeah, thank you guys for sharing. I think uh, structure is important in ministry. I think will only grow as big as its structure allows. Um, mm. No matter what, no matter what boost it may get at the beginning, ultimately the structure that's set will allow it to grow. And appreciate the points on mentorship, whether you've had a mentor or. And I think Akil's point is great that you know. Um, no matter what age you are, you should always be looking into mentoring someone else, the next generation that's coming up, and and that's key. Thank you guys for for sharing with us this evening. We've we've come to the end of our time together, but I think the the experience that you've shared and the and and the advice and and tips and and, and things have been um, very uh, on point and will help other people who are watching out to navigate their ministry and. I think these are interesting times we're living in. We don't know what the new normal is going to look like when church comes back. And mm. I, I, I've been encouraged by the creativity I've seen during lockdown, you know, because we, mm. we, we're not as busy with our local church maybe as before, or we don't go to the four walls that we traditionally go to. And, and whereas before we may have been reliant on certain things to happen, now people are just, you know, you're seeing things that um, and creativity in, in place, and I, and I hope that this creativity and initiative continues, and, mm. and people look for ways to get things done. Um, Can I just add something as well? Mm-hmm. When I first saw this title. I thought I didn't think it was about starting stuff, and I'm glad I didn't. It's like I probably wouldn't have come on here. <laughs> I actually thought it was uh, talking about taking initiative in already existing things um like just do it don't be afraid to just take part and get involved so I think for those who maybe don't want to start something new or don't have not that everybody has ideas but maybe they don't want to be a startup ministry um just ask anything that you're passionate about if you can get involved in it um and just do it if you think I'm really good at making canvas just get yourself doing it and just say here's what I can do you need help in that um, if you're good at presenting, just say, this is what I'm good at. Can I get involved in that? So I think um, if you're watching this and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to start a ministry, there's still laws of where you can get involved. Um, just, yeah. I was going to say, quick plug, since you just said that, like, we need, like, social media people, admin. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, if you're like, I don't have ministries, part of, be part of One Side Music, we need loads of people. Trust me. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's no, no, no shame in plugging it. I know when 
you you asked the question at the beginning about lineage and, and when it started it was me and clive and that was it and then clive asked ashley come take pictures and then he asked anton come do sound and, and they just came and you know volunteered and came and, and and then there was a girl from i don't know if any of you have been to the lineage website it's, there's just a plethora of blogs and articles and information all on there it's all written by this girl in australia called suki and naomi i think you know her um, from your time down there she just wrote me an email and said oh um can i do any help for you and i was like oh sure do you want to write an article so she wrote an article and i was like that's a pretty good article mm. said, do you want to write another one and then from there she just took over the whole website so and you know we weren't in the same country weren't in the same church and she just wrote me out the blue and said can i help out your ministry so you know like you say naomi like you know you may not want to start something but you see something starting you want to help out don't be afraid to ask and if someone says no then fine you know mm. you know Maybe that wasn't for you and move on and the Lord will open another door. Um, I just wanted to share that to bounce off what you said. Um, Leon, do you mind um, closing with prayer for us? Of course. Lord God, our, our Father and our King, we just want to give you thanks and praise for being with us during this um, real talk conversation. We understand that we are young and we understand that we are energetic and powerful I ask you if you'll just allow us to channel that energy and uh, the wisdom and the knowledge and um, to do your will and your will only if any of us are lacking confidence lord give us your confidence mm. if any of us are lacking um, knowledge lord please enlighten us um, i ask if you'll allow also the spirit to take control of all of our ideas and um, help us to Help us to um, to to reach out to those also to those that are in the church currently. So ask if you'll empower us, Lord, now um, and give us increased energy to build on the ideas that we have, or to start something, or just to get involved. Jesus, let me pray. Amen.